there are rhythms we encounter and experience as we live our lives. There is, for example, the rhythm of, of how we wake up in the morning. Some of us wake up before the alarm rings. Some of us after the alarm rings. Some of us hit the snooze button a few times. Some of us enjoy a cup of black coffee or two or three. Some of us prefer the hiss of a kettle and Earl Grey tea. There's a rhythm to work, is there not? We turn on our desk computer at 9 a.m. We, we turn the key to our office at 5, 6, 7 p.m. There, there's also a rhythm of exercise, how, how we walk or run or chew these pavements. For some of us, that rhythm is quick. For some of us, it is slower. There's also, this week, I was thinking, a rhythm to the life of faith. What is that? What do you think is the rhythm of faith? This morning is extraordinary, is it not? Today we begin a month of celebrating that it has been 60 years since 63 women and men boldly stepped forward in faith to launch a new congregation with the name Mayflower, aligning itself, yes, with the, with the pilgrim and the congregational tradition but also capturing the bold spirit of raising an anchor and setting sail towards a horizon that was far, far off in the distance. And to be honest, where that journey would ultimately take those 63 women and men was anything but certain 60 years ago. I wonder this morning, have you ever raised your own anchor? set sail towards a horizon with no assurances of what would happen next. Which raises a wonderful question, what would inspire those 63 intrepid souls to embark on that journey? I believe their courage grew from what we might call the, the core principles of the Christian life that we seek to live. Principles that we affirm nearly every Sunday as we begin our worship service. That moment when, as a congregation, we state we believe faith is a journey, that God is good, that Jesus saves, that the Spirit leads us towards faith and towards hope and towards love as we honor the dignity of all God's children. In the month of November, we will be reflecting on those principles. As we celebrate 60 years of mission and ministry, this morning we begin with our, our first core principle, and that is, in the Christian life, faith is a journey. As Jesus was walking along the Sea of Galilee, records the Gospel of Matthew, he saw two brothers, Simon and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come Follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. One writer explained that moment in time and our first principle like this. She said, I believe there's a calling for all of us. I know that every human being has value and purpose. The real work of our lives is to become 
become aware of and then to answer that call. That call is sometimes heard literally as a voice. Jesus said to the two brothers with waves lapping against their ankles and the sting of a net sliding through their fingers, come, follow me. Sometimes that call is described as a stirring in the heart. You have an inclination. You have an intuition. More often than not, though, that call is described as originating from outside of ourselves. We don't call ourselves, but someone else does, namely God. And that is the first beat in what we might call the rhythm of faith. An invitation from God to step forward with no assurance of what might come next. I wonder, have you ever experienced that in your own life? A call. And what happened next? Did you answer that call? Did you decline it? And where did that call take you? Our passage continues that once Peter and Andrew left their nets and followed you. And at that moment, Peter and Andrew had absolutely no idea what would happen next. The miracle, the sight being restored to the blind, and the dead being raised to life. The radical teaching that the first will be last and the last will be first. The sound of nails being hammered into a cross and the damp smell of an empty grave. None of it they would have experienced if they had not said yes. If they had not left their nets by the Sea of Galilee and followed. This week, in preparation for our 60th anniversary, I enjoyed rereading Mayflower's history books. They are actually free and they are delightful. In the first, it records how the first entry in Mayflower Church's register reads, May 15, 1958. And then the historian notes an understated simplicity, as though such events were routine, and with seeming disregard for the enormous task they were taking on. It continues to state that a meeting of persons interested in organizing a new congregational church was held Thursday, May 15, 1958, at 1874 Lake Drive. Mr. Ralph Baldwin, acting as chairman, called the meeting to order. In that room, on 1874 Lake Drive, they heard a call. And our history books record how it was women who drove the early momentum of the good ship Mayflower with their energy and their fortitude and their generosity. Julie Baldwin, a founding member, is quoted as offering these inspiring words, noting that possessions and money are nothing, absolutely nothing, unless you use them the good of mankind. We are only trustees, she said, 
custodians of the means that flow through us. Those early members dreamed big dreams. Although they numbered 63, they decided to build a sanctuary that would hold over 500 people. Living indeed into that phrase, build it, and they will come. And with every big dream, there are always big challenges. The sanctuary that we enjoy, well, that cost about a million dollars. To just that in 2018 dollars, they needed to raise $8,680,422 to construct the space we enjoy today. There was also the challenge of calling a pastor, recruiting a choir, and perhaps most of all, inviting people to join them. And so at Lakeside School in 1958, as our history book records, 297 people gathered together to worship God. In 1960, they dedicated a cornerstone that you will find in the front of our church, a cornerstone in which they included for posterity the minutes of the first organizational meeting, the original membership list. Don't chip at it to check if they really did that. Matthew's Gospel reveals that the first beat in the rhythm of faith is hearing a call from God and then stepping into that journey of faith. And in many ways, Christians, since that day, we walk in that same rhythm, do we not? In the footsteps of Peter and Andrew. But then what happened next? Well, our first passage in Matthew talks about that first beat. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, we encounter these words from Jesus. And he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I command them. The first beat of life of faith is that invitation to step forward. The second beat is God invites us to invite others to join us on that journey of faith. After organizing the first worship service in 1958 and launching the construction in 1960, members began to live into those words. It was lovely to read, for example, how a youth choir sang in the first service in this sanctuary on Christmas Eve in 1962. The first Mayflower bell ringers were formed that same year in 1962. With an increasing number of infants and children and youth in 1967, the decision was made to break ground and to build an education wing where our Sunday school classes and offices are. In 1968, our preschool was founded. Our pipe organ was installed. In 1969, our first associate pastor was called, and we ordained our first person ministry. Over the coming years, Sunday school enrollment continues to increase. Youth choirs blossom. Christian outreach made a difference in our community. 
By the 1990s, our chancel choir filled the choir loft. In 1993, the first female moderator was installed, inaugurating a tradition of alternating between female and male moderators every year. In 1994, we built our first Habitat for Humanity house. In 2000, we embarked on a $3 million capital project to construct the Helen Bunker Atrium and to renovate our lower level to house families in our IHM program. In 2008, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. And over these past 10 years, we have continued to strive to live into Jesus' words. As I reread our history books this week, I can't help but think of the women and men who stood in this pulpit before me. The women and men who sat in our choir lofts and at our organ masses. I'm reminded of, of, of the women and men and children who sat, sang, and prayed in the pews in which we sit this morning. And in remembering all those saints this week, I was inspired once again by their courage to accept God's call and to invite people along on the journey of faith. For truly they modeled what it looks like to live into the rhythm of faith. For is it not a blessing and a privilege to be given our turn on the deck? To steer Mayflower faithfully and energetically and boldly towards the horizon. A course which invites us to write the next chapter in Mayflower's history. The chapter that begins today as we dedicate our curry entrance and, and roof garden to warmly welcome members and friends and visitors as we relocated our playground to add security for our children and parking spots, as we repaved those parking lots and renovated and renamed our two music rooms. My prayer is this new chapter that we begin today will be ultimately as robust as those in the past. So that on our 75th anniversary, people will say that, that, that we honor the legacy that we inherited. We sustained the rhythm. We kept the faith. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.